Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. Hello Apps here from Dimp Digital, welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is the weekly video games podcast where we give our impressions of the games that you can play today and react to the latest news from the wonderful world of video games. We are here every Monday on your favourite podcast app and YouTube absolutely free. This week I am joined once again by our resident referee, it's Logan, and he's fuming because he's having technological issues. Yeah, I mean, why is this mic not working? <laughs> for what for what reason is it just not not worked today? No, I mean, I've had all sorts of technical issues doing these podcasts over the years. It's usually when you start. Like I've had it when I don't even unplug anything, and then Windows just decides to change all the default outputs and inputs, and they're all wrong. And um, so that's annoying. I suspect it's something to do with you unplugging and plugging that in throughout the day it sometimes gets stressed out but you're um <laughs> you're not coming you're not using the mic you usually do so the the crystal clear audio that steve provides is not being not being given out this time so he's been left fuming yeah it's uh, it just annoys me how technology just works the only difference in my setup to what i normally have is the fact that i'm in a different room today that is it. There should be no other reason. And I know this might work because I've just been talking to Peewee on it. So yep. there's, nothing, there's no issue with the tech. It's just for some reason my iPad or no. Discord doesn't doesn't want to play games today. Well, my old man used to always say, why don't computers just do what they, they, they tell you they're going to do? And I used to think, well, you just don't have to use it, you silly old sod. But as time goes on and they start performing... Like idiots, these fucking computers. I do tend to sometimes agree with him and think, right, what are we, what are we doing here? Well, it's the same thing with my dad, where he'd go, oh, my email's not working. I'm like, right, what are you touched then? Because if <laughs> things just don't just change, but they do. They, they do, do yeah, they do just it's change. Right. <laughs> they weren't wrong when they said that, so maybe maybe I need to apologise for it to him over the years where I've just gone, shut up, you old idiot. And actually... Mm-hmm. He doesn't help himself though. He installs crap like Safe Search and then goes, "Oh, the web page won't load quickly." I'm like, "Yeah, because your computer's 20 years old and you're now mm. trying to run some anti-spyware safe fucking browser and it's checking every web page to make sure there's nothing nefarious on there. What are you using it for?" Mm. And he's like, "Well, Facebook and the carting website." <laughs> he's like, "Well, they're not going to have any malware on them if you stick to that, so you don't need this. Get it off your computer. Stop slowing it down. It's you need a new one." Yeah. Exactly. They never bloody listen, do they? Anyway, so we've got a bit of a split episode coming up this week. Uh, Elden Ring is out in the wild. We've got people on the ground out there playing it. So at the halfway point, or maybe just before the halfway point, Logan will depart. So he's been helicoptered in for a a brief update of some of the goings-on, some rumour and innuendo mainly, um, and just a little bit of the news. Speaking of Elden Ring and the Fantasy Gaming League, um, that has landed... And the reviews are out. You probably would have all seen the score. Some of you would have read it. Some of you have played it. You've been loving it over the weekend. But for the FGL, we're interested in the scores. And it has posted an absolutely mammoth score. A 96 it's currently sitting on. It was at a 97 for a few hours when the reviews dropped on last Wednesday. But uh, it has dropped down to a 96. Still, that is 
excessively high. So that goes on to Paper's boys team. So he's he's now got four games out. Parky's now got four games out and scores. So Paper now takes the lead. 340 for that team. Your team there, Logan, doing well. Um mm-hmm. and they've still got they've still got things to come and, and Parkleston sitting on three three two. So it's very tight with four games all. I suspect the next game coming down the pipe will be that that, that Witch Queen expansion once people have got to the end of that and and, and dug into it because that's what's sitting on on Parky's team. Mm-hmm. Um in terms of a an MVP, that may well have been decided already because Adkins has now posted two games to his team. Elden Ring's one of them, and then Uncharted a, a, a Legacy of Thieves collection was the other. So a ninety six and an eighty eight. You can't be catching that. I said to you yesterday that you've got to get a hundred from Zelda to catch him. So <laughs> it sounds like he's wrapped that up already. Seems uh, seems unlikely, doesn't it? At, at best, um, yeah. You know, he's he's picked two phenomenal games. So obviously, Elden Ring has, has massively helped him there with that phenomenal score. But mm. yeah, you know, you can't. What can you say when you pick two good games and you get scores like that? Then that's what can happen. Yeah, he's laughing on the way to the bank because he's got it in the Grand Prix as well. So his average is at a 92. It's only two games, but that's, a, mm. that's about as good a start as you can hope for for your first two games. So yeah, we'll see how his season progresses mm. as we go on. But that's a, just a quick update there. Um, so a quick few news items. Not really too much discussion for these, more just FYI for the people involved. Dice Awards took place last week and we posted our Dimp Digital Game of the Year on the bonus stage so if you're subscribed to the feeds you would have got it automatically it's just marked as a bonus episode and so we went through our, our top six for the group and an eventual winner but the overall winner of the dice awards was it takes two so that has now bagged itself the game awards game of the year and now the dice awards which is like the industry uh, award i think gdc's next month and that's just dev focus so it'd be interesting to see if it can get the hat trick um, in terms of other news out of that, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart ended up with four awards. So that raked in the most in terms of multiple awards there, which is uh, which is pretty good from their perspective. Um, the Dimp crew, though, weren't too happy with that. I had to really fight to get that onto the, the nominees list. I don't know what they're playing at. I felt like it was harshly, yeah. harshly judged by some people, just being, uh, just being all right. I would have got it for, uh, for my PlayStation, but... It kind of the the reception there kind of put me off it, and I thought, oh, maybe I won't bother spending. Cause it weren't cheap either, so I was like, mm, maybe that's one that I can pick up on sale at some point a bit further down the line. Yeah, family game of the year, outstanding technical achievement. What else did we get there? Outstanding achievement in art direction and outstanding achievement in animation. So a lot of it's around the graphics, as you'd expect, you know, and the performance. Mm. That was kind of the big hook of it. But um, yeah. That's kind of a, a quick whistle-stop tour of the dice. Obviously, our friend of the show, Big Phil, Phil Spencer, ended up getting his Lifetime Achievement Award. So he's loving life. He had a big piss-up after that. And Ed Boone, co-creator of Mortal Kombat, went into their Hall of Fame um, there. So there's some, there's some good stuff there. Anyway, our Game of the Year Awards is out. If you want to find it, if you, you will have seen it in the feeds if you're paying any attention. So... I would suggest you go and do that. We got a quick look at the PlayStation 2. Well, the PlayStation VR 2, sorry. They've still not announced the, the main thing, which is price. Like, I mean, it can look as nice <laughs> as... Silly money. Yeah, well, I think that's what it's going to be, isn't it? But until we get that, we'll discuss that further. But we had a, a good look. It looks nice, but 
you know, the main thing about those those headsets, they've got to be comfortable. And there's no reason to think PSVR 2 won't be because the first one was actually pretty comfortable um, in the in the limited trials that I had. And then the biggest blur of the week was Capcom. They did a week-long countdown saying, look, something big's happening on, on Monday. And I was like, oh, could be Resident Evil 4, could be a big reveal of a big franchise, could be Street Fighter 6. Ended up being Street Fighter 6, and I was like, okay, that's good. And it was about 30-second CG you know, reveal. Just showed Ryu and another character off whose name I've forgotten, and that was it. No other details. Logo came up, and everyone went, well, that's a load of old shit. If you're going to do a countdown, when you do a countdown, you're asking people to pay attention, aren't you? You're saying, yep. look, something's happening at this time and this place. Be there, because it's going to be exciting. And to do 45 seconds of that was poor. So Capcom, what are you doing? Is the real question that I've got for you. And I don't think they know sometimes. End up getting bought out knowing their luck. Anyway, the main reason, well, not the main reason, but obviously the, one of the big kind of rumour and innuendo piece of news, because it's not been confirmed by Activision just yet as we record mm. this. Um, it's been reported by a very reliable reporter in terms of Jason Schreier for Bloomberg. Very rarely does he miss and get things wrong. But the cliff notes are that Activision, and he, he, this is how it's written, Activision to delay next year's planned Call of Duty game. 2023 will be the first... First year, sorry, without a mainline release in two decades. Studio behind now delayed game to help with a free to play title. So we don't know what that is, but really, it would be it's good to have you here because you are the man that's kind of ingrained closer to the world of Call of Duty, the yearly franchise, the yearly releases, and whatnot. Um, we're still getting Modern Warfare Two, which is the reimagining, I guess, of of the original, much like Modern Warfare was. What was that two, three years ago now? And they kind of yeah it was yeah I think it's two years ago so we've had Vanguard and it was Black Ops Cold War and then before that it was Modern Warfare yeah and these these sort of reimaginings you know they're not I didn't think it was comparable to the first one the story's completely changed it's a mm. completely changed setting so those expecting a rerun of I don't know there's that famous level on Modern Warfare two no Russian where you go into the airport and start blowing away all the civilians. That, I don't see that's going to be in there because it's going to be its own sort of modern telling of that. And I don't mm. see them using the level called No Russian either, given what's going on at the moment. I was so going to say. That's not going to be used, <laughs> is it? But um, So we're going to get that this year for 2022. But 2023, it's, a, it's essentially a year off. Now, what do you make of this then? Because we've, we've said before, I've said I'd love it for it not to be yearly because I feel like the game's quality will increase. But we all understand that this is the absolute cash cow of cash cows. Mm. You know, it comes around every year. It sells 20 million copies easy, whether it's yeah. having a good year or a bad year. But mm-hmm. it clears clear to say on this one, the reporting from Shryo is indicating they did this because they weren't happy with the sales of Vanguard, which still, I think, was at least one or two of the top-selling games from last year. So mm. I don't know what world Activision live in sometimes. <laughs> what do they expect? What do they want? But this is... Um, if this pans out to be true, this is somewhat unexpected, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's to your point. Um, it's kind of an easy money generator, isn't it, to just keep whacking it out every year? But mm. it's. Um, I've always wondered how long they could keep it up for. And the, I guess the way they've been able to do it is they've had two or three devs working on different titles and things, and that's how they can do it rather than having the same dev do it. But it. 
I think Vanguard perhaps was a bit of a realization to them that they can't. I mean, how many new ideas can you get for a start <laughs> yeah. to reimagine that? I mean, it was only a couple of years ago that we had well, you know, World War Two, and yeah. then we had a couple of years in between that, and then we're back to World War Two, and I think people are getting a bit fatigued of it and i think they're i don't know i mean my gut feel or my hope would be that they're kind of going do you know what before people start getting that sick of it we'll make the decision ourselves and go do you know what we'll give that one a bit of a breather we'll work mm-hmm. on some other stuff and we'll see if people have missed that and come back to it um the year after but it's from my perspective i you know i don't think they need to do a, a yearly release i mean even if they hadn't released from my perspective, they hadn't released um, Cold War and they hadn't released Vanguard and they just continued to work on Modern Warfare mm. for a couple of years, I'd have been fine with that. Yeah. Like there's, From my perspective, I'm not sitting there going, I want that yearly... I used to when I was younger. I wanted that newness, that mm. that's something different because I'd have already put 30 days into it or something by then. But um, yeah, I think it would be good if nowadays they could sort of stagger updates game modes it's you know it's things are much different to how they used to be you used to buy a map pack for these online games and you get them and they'd be released sort of once every three or six months and you get a couple of map packs and then the new one would be out but they're they're often rotating and doing things with all the maps and game modes and changing things up and and doing stuff so i think they don't need to do that yearly release to keep people as interested in the game and arguably I think the reason people lose interest in these Call of Duties so quickly is because they are so similar. That you know, there's a very they even rerun nowadays a lot of the old mm-hmm. maps um, and either reskin or update them. So yeah, it's um, it's a welcome break from my perspective. I think if you're sitting in that boardroom, I mean, and let's say Alan's mm. gone, gone to you and said, "I need you to tell the rest of the board we ain't going to put our top seller out in 2023." Mm. So they might they might raise some eyebrows. I mean, how in what world is this justifiable? Because you know, forty percent yeah. is the figure being touted that Vanguard was lower than whatever it was, Cold War, the you know, yeah. world, whatever it was. Um, yeah. That that forty percent is is down, no doubt. But surely they made an overall profit on that title, and you just think it just seems very unlike Activision to even consider the quality of a game rather than just dropping <laughs> and, and chucking out the, uh, the, the next release and, and not yeah. just taking the easy money. Cause it is easy money. Yeah. But I suppose, I don't know. You, you do wonder how much influence Microsoft might have had behind the scenes. Phil's making calls. You wonder well, if you're, if you're Phil, will you like, look at this. If this is the world where Phil hasn't got involved and so Microsoft's mm. doing as they should, we're operating independently. We all know that they're clearly having conversations probably weekly. Yeah. Let's, let's do the world where Phil hasn't, hasn't, he's having his lifetime award. He's getting geared up for that in the week. And then he gets yeah. a little, he, he pops on Bloomberg, which I'm sure he does every day. And then he reads this and he's like, right, we're buying this, these fuckers for 68 bill. And they're chucking one of their cash cows away for a year. What are we doing here? I mean, you'd be questioning it. I mean, I'd, I'd be surprised knowing how these mergers have worked. Like whether they can't, they don't tend to be able to make key commercial decisions without sign off from from the new people. They don't just get to run like that unless they've been agreed to be able to run like that. Which I'd be surprised that when you're paying that sort of money for something. Mm. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I whether. It was always on the cards or not? I mean, they've used the word delayed, right? Which yeah. is an interesting word. So it's like we haven't cancelled it. We're just 
whatever reason we're delaying that yes you you know it's a weird way of phrasing it so you're Mm. not cancelling it you're not binning it you're just kind of pushing it off to the next year which is a weird way of phrasing it to that year are we (laughs) yeah well yeah (laughs) this is the thing you know they've got several studios to try and keep in the mix there that obviously work would be you'd expect would be working on their next version of the game Mm. um so i wonder if there's some some things sort of I wonder. You just have to wonder if there's more kind of going on than than you can than you can outwardly see on it, and whether they're kind of restructuring that franchise. Um, I mean, I think there's always a space, especially now more than ever, for this first-person shooter position because you know you look at Vanguard, and although it's sold well, I, I wonder if that sold well more out of spite of the fact that Battlefield was such a flop. Um, yeah. I think if Battlefield had been a better version than what it is, I think it would have been a, a you know a much more painful year for Call of Duty. Yeah, um, good point. And also, if Warzone wasn't there, I think it would also be another painful thing for them. So, you know, it it's a difficult one to understand purely from a commercial sense, but as a gamer and from a pure gaming lens of wanting a better product i think giving it a bit of a year's breathe is a good thing i mean it's definitely from my perspective got um franchise fatigue like it's it's it has evolved over the years but not greatly i mean it's in a lot of ways there's some been some improvement on it you go back to like advanced warfare when you were jumping around like a lunatic it just wasn't (laughs) call of duty so it's difficult to aim at them and say well it's exactly the same as it was when that's what people want but there has Mm. to be graphically it hasn't moved on you know you don't play it and think this looks incredible or anything if anything it looks worse to me this year than it did two or three years ago so they're not Mm. moving it forward into the next gen um but it'll be interesting to see what what microsoft do with it and um perhaps there's more to come on on why it's been delayed yeah i mean just for for those that live in the COD metaverse, this is Treyarch's game. So mm. I know there's obviously in amongst the crowd, they have their favourites in terms of developers. Mm. For me, it was always Infinity Ward until half of them packed up and went to Respawn. And then yeah. Treyarch was always a, a close second when I was kind of involved in that. But mm. yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting because I suspect that the Microsoft acquisition will conclude either late this year or early next year. And then it conceivably, the first year that, Microsoft own Activision, there'll be no mainline Call of Duty coming that year, which means that that Game Pass that Phil wants things on will be like, all right, <laughs> it's missing the most popular franchise in gaming on there. Mm. We, we could put the old back catalogue on there, which we might, might give some of those some new life, but just will be a bit of a strange look in 2023 if this, uh, if this yeah. bears out to be true. People won't be able to just for the Fantasy Gaming League go next Call of Duty game and no, back yes. themselves an 80. Oh, uh, well, it, if- if people do that, I'm not going to correct them. No. They're going to be left to just rue that that's no. not happening and they should be paying attention to the news. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You, you know, you can't tip them off. It's like if oh. I this year said the next Zelda game and didn't really know anything about it, don't come out, you go, well. <laughs> you have got Zelda. I know. So Concerning. You need that to be 100. You can be mm. the new MVP. Mm. Get that crown. Well... Look, I won't overdo it for the for the for that. That is rumour and innuendo, and it's only last week I was making fun of people spending time on those new topics because of that that ins that fake inside yeah. that tricks people. So 
I mean, this is a more reliable source. This is, you know, Schreier is well-renowned. He has some strange opinions on games. In fact, he said something very strange about Elden Ring, which mm. we talked about the reviews earlier. Um, he said something along the lines of, one of the good things about this game is that it doesn't have a quest log. And last time you were on, I had spent 15 minutes <laughs> moaning about Pokemon Arceus's quest log because it was badly implemented. He's saying Elden Ring works better without one. But what he found himself doing was writing it down on a bit of paper. <laughs> I'm like, what? Would you hang on? So you don't you think it's better without the quest log, but you sat there and manually t- wrote one up. Surely that means you want a quest it log a in quest. there. <laughs> <laughs> seems like uh, seems a bit obvious, doesn't it? Really, I, I don't understand how people don't want help with this sort of stuff in a game. Mm. I really don't. I don't know. Some strange drugs out there. There must be that I'm not privy to, but. That's another conversation for another day. Anyway, we're going to transition now, hopefully with Mr. Pac-Man Adcock or another, in case something's gone wrong, um, member of the Dimp Digital team to talk about their early impressions of Elden Ring. So they've been cracking away at that for the weekend. So we'll see you on the other side. Here we are then, back with Pac-Man himself, Tom Adcock, obviously the two-time Dimp Digital Gaming Quiz champion. Still getting a lot of um, murmurings about, perhaps you you were one of the cheats in that particular win. We've obviously got Rumble, who keeps asking for a full investigation. Um, I've not sanctioned it yet, but there's definitely people wondering, is all I'm going to say. Um we even had Hall on for the bonus stage for the game of the year, and he was speculating as well what's what's been going on since he wasn't there. But we'll leave that where it is. You're here to talk about Elden Ring. First of all, I mean, what a uh, what a great few weeks it's been. Like February in particular. I mean, I've only actually picked up Horizon Forbidden West, but we've had Sifu, Dying Light Two, Horizon, and now Elden Ring. Like, I'm I'm super pumped up now. Like it feels like we've got some real quality game. It feels, it feels like it's been a while, in yeah. my opinion. That's great for for people like us that, that love these type of games. Um, I feel sorry for those that are kind of sitting on the sidelines that aren't interested in either, and all they're hearing about is Elden Ring, this Horizon, that. Probably all the people on Game Pass going, "Oh, got Rainbow <laughs> Six Extraction, didn't pay for it, mate." So you're the you're the loser there. But we're lapping this up. At least I am, anyway. I'm like. I'm like I'm looking. I'm going. Oh, I can play Elden Ring after Horizon if I wanted. So, I mean, what a what a great one to that could be. Um, let's establish just a few bits and pieces. We we funny going back to Rumble. You mentioned that he gets a little Rumble bump for the the Avengers stuff that exists. It, it do you feel like when it's all said and done that you there'll be a little Adcock bump for the From Software stuff because we know that you've kind of really. You're really at one with these these games. Other than Sekiro, you've played them all. Um, and maybe Dark Souls 2, I think you may well have missed. But Bloodborne, Dark Souls 3, um, Demon Souls recently gave that a 9.5. Yeah. So you're into these games. Do Is it fair to say there could be a little Adcock bump when it's all said and done and in a few weeks' time when Elden Ring's finished and we come back for a full report that uh, little fanboy Adcock's like, yep, yeah, it is a 96. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think there is the Adcock bump, and it would go to this. I think you, maybe when you're a fan, I think that is it, isn't it? That's the, I, it's actually Rumble I was having this chat with. I think 
you know, you if you're a fan of the franchise or whatever, film, game, whatever, you're always gonna it's playing into your likes. So yeah. you are gonna do it more than a casual that has never played those uh the games or has no affinity to them. So yeah, whatever I say today, take it with a potential uh pinch of salt. Yes, absolutely. Before we get into the game itself, I did want to talk about, this is a weird thing because it just doesn't happen. This feels like a massive throwback, but just what came in the box. Like You order the, the standard edition of Elden Ring and you've got loads of goodies come with it. Can you just sort of walk through what what what, you, what came through? There's a little box for the video viewers. Nice little, that little cardboard, little thick, yeah, lovely. I mean, that is like, I remember when games used to be like this all the time and it was just normal. Now we barely get anything, but... They've, they've packed in a load of little free goodies for you. Yeah, I don't know if it's the actual complete stat. I've got it off of, I think, base, and it might have been an early order bonus or something. I don't actually know, but a little patch, so mm. sew that on. Our Kayla will be happy. <laughs> and, yeah, this little... Uh, I love all this. It's like proper Lord of the Rings yeah. Uh, thing. But yeah, it's like poster, insert, like uh, postcards, um, all sorts yeah look at that sort of big magical tree that's getting a little look in yeah beautiful uh yeah no it's good though uh, just a few of them so more of those lined up stickers got that we'll put one on the back of your car I mean, surely yeah, some of these so. items are owed to me since you've got that master sword of me that's worth a fortune i've got that yeah it's true sort of, that's sort of a reward yeah, to you i that way the village for you <laughs> Yeah, it was a nice little. Uh, like I said, don't know if it's just standard edition. I'd completely forgot. You didn't pay any episode. extra for it, did you? you? Didn't it? Wasn't like you ordered like the next rung up. You just got that as part no, of. No, no. I think no. that, but that's a. Uh, that's really good. I like to see things like that. I mean, the last time something even close to that I had, or at least I remember, was The Witcher Three, and all all that did came with a little note saying thanks for buying the game. This is like when CD Projekt Red were good. You know, after yeah. before Cyberpunk sort of shit on their reputation, but come with a little note saying thanks for playing the game. I thought like, that's nice, and then it actually had like an old school manual. Again, another thing we just don't have anymore. Yeah. Before I played the game, I read through that. I was like, this is great. Yeah, Not these bloody PDFs that you get sent to. Oh, here's the link. Well, not the same, is it? Not the same. Um, I want to set some expectations also. So we've kind of done like the little adcock bump that might be there, um, but also I want to get into your perspective on potential technical and performance issues because and correct me if I'm wrong here but my my assumption is that unless it's horrendous you yourself either not really going to pick up on it or it's not going to bother you as much as it would someone like me who's really quite picky and pissy around frame rates being stable I feel like you're able to actually enjoy games more that have a bit of technical you know, issues there. Is yeah, that is yeah. that fair to say, or, or are you starting to sort of get into that mode, going, "Oh, I've, I've put Guardians on on the sixty FPS performance mode, so I'm I'm Digital Foundry Adcock." No, it's fair. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't really, but you know, I've, my old brain doesn't really see. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know what if it's four K or yeah, sixty or thirty. Or, I mean, I do, but I don't. Yeah, it doesn't bother me as much to be honest. So yeah, I can handle like drop frames. Really, as long as it's not crashing, mm. I'm not as fast, you know. I know, yeah, you're like literally knock. I heard you reviewing something, and it's like basically it's got to have like 
flawless technical things to even get above a seven or something. Like that's the baseline. I was like, oh, fair enough. I think there's just got to be a solid foundation there. Most like you though, I do forgive like certain things, but if it's crashing and stuff, that's unacceptable. But yeah. I, I do think I absolutely think that, um, or I prefer it when games are just technically sound. And with Elden Ring in particular, the reason why I kind of brought this up is there, there have been consistent murmurings about performance issue for Elden Ring, and um, that didn't. I don't. I didn't see. Well, the scores, it's sitting on an open critic 96 at the moment. It was at 97 at one point, which would have, you know, it put it along alongside Super Mario Odyssey on open critic. I know you absolutely disagree with that particular high scoring, but that's that's the way it is. But I didn't see a lot of this being called out necessarily as it, as, as it being an issue. But having played Bloodborne, having seen Sekiro, having seen Dark Souls 3, I know that this is sort of their Achilles heels in some ways, like they're... The games look great, but often they run or have some issues at least at launch. And there appears to be issues across current gen consoles and also PC. I mean, PC Digital Foundry have put their video up and it's kind of played with this, this stuttering issue, which hasn't been fixed yet. And they, they specifically asked Digital Foundry to wait until the day one patch had gone in before doing their videos. And it hasn't, it hasn't resolved it. And then on the console side... From software, in my opinion, are making just like rookie mistakes. You know, they, they they leave uncapped frame rates on, so we get a variance between thirty and sixty in both like the the quality or performance mode that's there. They do not lock the frame rate, which is just bananas to me. Like you could have a stable. So for someone like me, I always say stable thirty, and I'll be happy as long as it's stable. I don't want oh, things fluttering between thirty and forty and sixty. Like just I'll take the I'll take the lower barrier as long as it's stable. Yeah. And they haven't done that. I don't know why they continue to do this because there's no need. The game would would run nicely at, at 30, but there is a, um, especially with this generation, I'm becoming much more accustomed to stable 60 on the console side. And that makes a huge difference. I was fiddling around with it the other day on Horizon Forbidden West, and you turn it back to the quality mode, which is the lower frames. Fuck, it's like mud. Showed Biff that little trick as well, and it ruined it for him. He can't go back to that mode. He has to have performance okay. on now. So you can feel it. And the, the, the bizarre thing about Elden Ring is that the smoothest way to play it at the moment appears to be downloading the PS4 version on your PS5 and playing it in back compact mode where it's got it's running at lower resolutions, it's running with sort of yeah. lower density on grass and other other sort of assets in there. And there you get like a pretty close 60 FPS because it's got, yeah. more, got more guts and headroom. It's not an option for PC players. They've got a, a, a specific stutter issue that's that's occurring. And Xbox players, it's somewhat mitigated because VRR is present on the console. So if you've got a display that has that, it will smooth things out. But it's a bit of a, a, bit of a damning indictment for me. Um, I think... Wrongly, people make out that From Software's games are flawless. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. If you say anything bad, you just don't know how to play. It's like, look, <clears throat> I think I think even the the hardest of the hardcore fans could recognise that they could do be doing better on this front when it comes to sort of technical stuff. Good thing is, all this stuff can be fixed and further optimised. This isn't design problems. It's not anything like that 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 intrinsically damages the game. Like we could see in a couple of months that all this is smoothed out. Um, I do have to question though how the the, the scores are sitting there on ninety six alongside Zelda Red Dead, 
how those scores are sort of popping in when I, what I believe to be fundamentals kind of being stumbling and stuttering with. But I just want to get your take on that and whether that's actually you've noticed any of this at all because you must have seen the chatter. There's been a few little articles shared in the DIMP group, but. For you as a player, you mentioned uh, sort of old eyes, old brain, all that stuff. It's not really registering. Have you have you noticed any of this? No, no I've had no problems at all myself. Um, and I haven't noticed any like, dips in the frame rate or I didn't know it was like they had that uncapped thing. No, that is seems a bit odd to me. But um, yeah, no, it's been performance has been fine. It looks good. Um, it's probably not, it's, well, it's not as good looking as. Um, um, Demon Souls, which obviously I know it's a much smaller game. So, but that was actually, you know, that was my first time. I've got it in performance mode. I just straight away haven't even switched between them. Mm. But um, yeah, that was, do you know, when I first loaded it up, I was like, oh, this isn't as pretty as I was expected. It's crazy, isn't it? But, um, but I think that is because of the, I think Demon Souls was probably one of the best looking games I've actually probably ever played, to be honest. It's, I mean, it's stunning. Yeah. Well. It is stunning. Like the detail is incredible. I've noticed these actually as I've kind of gone through the game a bit. Some of like I feel like they pick and choose like some of like the, the castles and things where you'll spend a lot of time. They they go hype like massive detail in there. Yeah. It does look nicer. I just literally done that thing where I, I you know I don't do you know what? Um, it's a little actually yeah I've kind of got enough piece of it here, but I will just go with it. Um, you were talking, uh, you were saying that how uh, you know no map and bring a guide. Basically, like this game, people love it because they they strip it back and uh, there aren't uh, markers on the map, so you just explore yeah. yourself. You can leave your own markers. There's no waypoints and things to go. And what I've noticed is this: this is a Tom thing, really. But like on things like Red Dead, what I'll end up doing, beautiful work. Forgot how good my niece is playing that, and I was watching her, and it's like God, I forgot how good looking that game yeah, is. Um, what I do is I ignore everything. Going on, and yeah. I'm just looking at the little mini map, you know, running to my next waypoint, and that's it. Whereas I do feel like on this, I've noticed a couple of times where I have just sort of started, like, looked and gone, fuck me, that looks nice. I basically got to this castle, it's all like the sort of um, flag standards out, all like waving in the wind yeah. outside. And I was just like, fuck, hell, this, this bit looks lovely, but yeah, and I feel like some of it, like other bits that are a bit more like, barren, it, yeah, it just, I don't know, it just hasn't got the level of detail isn't like a uniform all throughout there's clearly areas they put more you know effort into i guess yeah i mean that's always the way if i have to pick and choose the battles like random rock in the middle of like the wasteland's not going to get the same detail as castle slash dungeon that you're about to enter same with the bosses exactly. they're always going to take priority aren't they they're always going to make those those oh, things look oh. good how many hours do you think you've you've played of elden ring roughly i mean it's i don't know if it has an in-game timer but if it did you probably haven't noticed but I mean, you had like you've had a few, six a, hours. I think. That's okay. So, fair old whack of it. Love you. Yeah. Excellent. So what? There we go. So we've got his little dinner. That right? Dessert. What's that? I've got to try and eat this now. It's on camera. <laughs> Ice cream, chocolate, hot chocolate, brownie. Christ! Don't even get dessert in this right. house. So count yourself lucky. What did you th- What did you think then when you woke up Wednesday, adequate or Wednesday afternoon it was, saw the scores rolling in and it was like, ah, oh, one of the best games ever made, etc., etc. Given you're, you're only six hours in, it's impossible for you to kind of realistically judge either way. But are you, are you seeing 
even this early, like how that could be possible if things keep going the same way? Or are you a little bit kind of like, well, it's good, but I'm struggling to see why it would be top two games that have been reviewed in the last sort of 10 years? I mean, I was really excited on Wednesday. Like, yeah. I pre-ordered the game anyway. I knew I was going to play it, mm. unless it was cyberpunk shit show. And even then, I'd play it just out of curiosity. Yeah. So I knew I was in. Other than seeing a couple of trailers, I really haven't... You know, I, I, there was obviously that 18 minutes of gameplay they showed. I yeah. didn't really even watch that. I it. watched like a couple of minutes and yeah. turned it off. I didn't really know what... You know, apart from this open world Dark Souls, that that's all like, you know, kind of new. I didn't really understand how it work properly because obviously how in- intricate those games are. Yeah. And, so, anyway, so yeah, when the scores started dropping, I've got to say, it's the first time in a... Like, I still play games a lot, like, you know, whatever, but I don't really often get that excitement. You know, when you're younger, like, I yeah. absolutely buzzing a midnight release for uh, Resi, you know, <laughs> sort of... Um, yeah, I don't get that often, but it happened with Sky... Um, sorry, Sky with Sword. It definitely didn't happen with that. It happened with Breath of the Wild when I saw those scores drop. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, it's going to be special. And yeah, on Wednesday when they started dropping as well, I was just like, do you know what? I'm legit excited now for Friday. I can't... So, uh, yeah, that was that. Um, in terms of how good do I think it is after six hours, I mean, it, weird. I mean, basically, it is... It is open world Dark Souls. So mm. it's, like I said, I didn't even know what to expect. Like, you know, because, you know, how does it work when you can just run away? You don't, you know, you, can, you ain't got to <laughs> yeah. fight. Yeah, if that big dragon drops and you don't fancy it, you can just ride off and be like, I'm binning that. Because obviously in those other games, like, generally speaking, you kind of really want to clear out an area because most of the enemies, unless they can't fit through the doors, they'll follow you. So you're just... Yeah doubling up and you definitely don't want to be fighting you know as you know like in these games even the most useless of enemies yeah you know you take them lightly they will end you and you do not want them like ganging up on you so um i, I didn't really understand how that would work but you know they are that is it's exactly that you know so you've got every enemy can literally end you like mm-hmm. right from the opening literally you start and there's like a boss when I'm level, you start at level seven, I think I did. I'm level like 25 oh. now. I still can't beat him. What weird thing to start at level seven. That's what's that? Is, can you yeah. choose? Can you choose like a build that's level one? You normally have like waste of flesh or something. <laughs> I remember from, I think from Bloodborne yeah. anyway, where you just start hampered. Is that the same sort of setup there that you could you could choose that I, build? It's, like, it's literally that if you played any of these games, it will all be so familiar. Like yeah. literally, all the menus look exactly the same. I mean, apart from name changing everything, you collect souls. Yeah. You know, you drop them, you have to get the one go to get them back. You know, you've got all your actions on your D-pad, like before, you know, your health and quick access to your items. You can, yeah, so it's literally literally copy and pasted over. Um, anyway, going back to your question. Yes. I can't, I, I, the thing is, I have barely scratched the surface. Like, mm. I've... F the the main like the starting area once I think so I'm still very much in that opening now like you know the equivalent to like the Great Plateau I guess in Breath of the Wild <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm just curious like because obviously in when I think of like The Witcher for instance you know, there's so many side quests that they're the best bit of it yeah like whereas 
I mean, I've met a couple of NPCs, but obviously in that sort of from software sort of true to form, everything's very vague. You know, no yeah. one's giving you like not getting a cutscene, getting twenty minutes of exposition, telling you what to do. It's like a couple of mumbled words in like broken English, like hinting at somewhere to go. So I'm not like I don't know if it's just what I've seen is just going to be the same thing for eighty hours, as in you know very vague storyline you know, and killing things. I don't know if I'm going to be doing, like, fetch quests. I don't... That's what I mean. It, at the moment, it is, like, exactly what it said on the tin, you know, like, it is open world Dark Souls. So hard enemies, hard bosses, mm. dungeons to explore, castles, and it's just a massive open sandbox outside. So, with that in mind, like, yes, I mean, all these games get, uh, you know scores they are all good um I, I don't know like am i surprised it's i guess you're talking like the best game of all time aren't you so i yeah. basically yeah i i just can't say i mean it's definitely got the potential to be is what i would say just need to see what else it's going to be offering basically because i feel like there is more to it because i'm so early mm. but um i don't know for sure because i don't know anything about it i haven't really read much so i don't know what to expect but yeah. no that's, that's, yeah. that's fair enough i think you've, you've kind of answered this in a um not directly but just in, in the words you said but just to say that people understand um people that perhaps didn't like dark souls previously because of combat difficulty etc from software haven't made this any more approachable by the sounds of things other than the fact you're in an open world so you can run away and do something else whereas you know particularly in Bloodborne you kind of have to get through the boss to progress at some point now I'm sure there's going to be yeah. moments like that in Elden Ring but there's more to do isn't there there's a whole fucking land out there to, to bugger off to so if people were hoping that oh they're going to make a more approachable game now it's open world I guess it's time just to sort of piss on their bonfire and say, no, 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 this is still going to beat you up badly. It's a, it's a From Software game and it's not it's not pulling any punches. Yeah. Um, I, so basically, is this the more, it is more approachable and for exactly that reason you said, in the, I, I mean, look, if you don't like the combat, if you just didn't gel with those games, Nothing's going to change. Is it going to convince you to play it and like it? Probably not. If you didn't like Bloodborne, Dark Souls, etc., it's the same. But I think that's the thing. I think with those games, from what I understand, people will get so far and then just be fed up of fighting the same boss for, you know, several hours. So they'll just enough's enough. Like, yeah, I'm seven hours, whatever. I'm not doing this anymore. Whereas exactly what you said on this, there's always something else to do. So if you get stuck you can just ride off in the other direction and then obviously you'll be leveling up and then so more naturally you'll come back and then you should get through you know because that's to be honest, that's one of the reasons why i never played that sekiru because yeah it's actually quite it's skill based i don't think you can like i like these games i'm not particularly good at them but often i you know when i've got stuck i will just grind it out and yeah you know overpower myself and get through that way so I'm sure I'll be doing that loads like in this. Um, but yeah, because of that reason, I feel like it is probably a good place to jump in if you um, played these games before or haven't um, bounced off them, basically. But like I said, if it's fundamentally not your thing. Yeah. 
it's not going to change your mind. Do you know what I mean? It's not. Hey, you can go around it, picking up resources, doing busy work now. Just pick up little petals mm-hmm. or whatever. So crafting. Got all these things yeah, that people crafting, love. Yeah. Combat-wise, mm-hmm. I mean, I've only seen the videos, not played it, but it felt like it was more more of a, a Dark Souls than a Bloodborne. Slower, you know, for, for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Correct, or they got their own kind of style here. Does it have its own identity, or does it feel like an extension of what the Dark Souls formula has sort of been for for free games? Yeah, very. It feels a lot like Dark Souls Three. I'd say probably it's the closest to. Um, yeah, and it is like literally again copy paste. Really, there are you can like. I don't think you could do this on Dark Souls. So you can you obviously have your left and right arm. You know, one mm. defense shield. Uh, weapon in the other you can like get two swords you can dual wield them i don't right. think that was possible in in the, the game so you got a lot of like uh, gives a lot more attack options i guess um and then obviously i guess a huge thing is now you can fight on the back of your horse like so oh yeah that's yeah. so you'll often get like other like horse born enemies and you you know they're a nightmare if you're on foot so you want to be getting on that horse quick so that's new but yeah it is essentially the same thing so it is more um like patient fighting you know just yeah. looking for that because you know you haven't got the born where it wants you like forces you in because you haven't got a shield and uh you you're actually rewarded there weren't you like you would get your health yeah. back in, yeah from like you took a hit, if you got a hit in within, I don't know, a second or two, you would actually get some of your health restored. I see, yeah. Um, this is much more like, you know, shield up, wait for that, roll around, wait for the opening and, uh, yeah, get a hit in and, and go back to it. So, yeah, it's that is the deal. Excellent. Do you remember what um, what kind of build you set off with? So, I, I, there's like a dozen, half a dozen classes, I don't know how many are there. But did you did you do any research as to what one you felt would work best for you, or did you just use just go with your gut in the game? What did you what did you go for and choose? So I actually just just randomly. I normally do do my little research and you know pick one that's good for like people who aren't good at the game, which tends yeah. to be like a pyromancer. You know, having that sort of magic. Yeah. Because then obviously, if you can get a couple of hits in before those enemies can even get at you, then that is really helpful. A bit of range. But, yeah. I just went completely random. I chose the hero class. I don't really even know what that meant. No. You know, from software, I don't mean it tells you a lot. Um, so, yeah, that's my class. Um, but to be honest, over the course of however many hours this is going to be, I think you can completely... Rebuild. And... You know, rebuild from... Yeah, it's literally just, you know, a style thing. And it's up to you what you do, what you put your points into and what weapons you get and everything. So I'm sure... I can sort of um, as I go along, but uh, yeah, happy enough so far. Excellent. How are you? So, obviously, their their previous games designed quite tightly, sprawling, but very clever design, and the great moments when you unlock the shortcut and realise it's round the corner from where you started, and it's just that moment. Now, I'm sure that's possible in this when you go to visit things like the dungeons or the castles that that sort of element's still there but because it's a 
open, broad world where you can just sort of want. There's no shortcuts to be had there other than fast travel. You know, it's is going to be what it is. Are you at all concerned that you'll spend a bit too much time in this sort of open world where the design is there? Let's not say it's not well designed. It clearly is, but you're going to be restricted to those kind of, you know, great moments just to when you, you head off to a, to a castle or a dungeon to tackle. Is there any any concerns from your perspective? Because you're all coming sort of not hot off the hills, but, you know, Demon's Souls wasn't that long ago, and that's a very different game, much more scope-wise down, but again, still got that kind of design philosophy. Um, and then here you've got a big open world that you're expected to kind of comb over in, in between those moments. It's a different flow, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. I, I mean, I don't know. It's it's a nice. I guess it is a nice change because how many times? As much as I love Demon Souls and the Dark Souls games, I mean, they have been done to death. I guess you know. So it is a natural, like evolution of that. So I think it's yeah, it's fine in that respect. Also, I mean, I know again, I've only scratched the surface, but like it's so big. There is so much to see and like see in the, the open world and like so many like caves that then lead into a dungeon you know like there is there is something around every corner basically so i really haven't like noticed that yet and then i mean i guess the first the castle at the moment i think it's called storm storm yeah and it basically just feels like you know it's gone straight into like dark souls and i'm like okay this is really familiar now like there's you know like the bonfires in the in the castle and you know, giant knights, like, it, you know, I've unlocked a shortcut. So it is all still there. Mm. Um, you see, I could have gone pretty much, oh, I had to get through a boss to get here. Yeah. But essentially, that could have been the first thing I'd done. So I'm like, oh, I don't know how many things are like that in the game. Yeah. But I feel like you really have, you know, you, you've got the best of both worlds, really. Like, you're into open world game and you like those games, then if they've melded them together so well like it's yeah well that's that's kind of like that's in, it's interesting because it is a complete change of tact and uh well i guess my next question is how do you navigate where to go because there's no quest log you know i, had, I, I took the piss earlier out with with logan about jason shry saying oh one of the great things about elden rings it's got no quest log you know, it's not. But I advise you that you you get a pen and paper and write down your own quest log. And they said it would be worse off if it had its own quest log. And I'm like, hang on, you're you're manually writing one down because it hasn't got one. So don't lie and say it's better because it's not got one. You've had to fucking set up a notepad document. And people say silly things; it annoys me. But obviously, that's a you know, these games do not hold your hand. And now the scope is infinitely bigger. You know. The, the previous games, you can easily get lost and not know where to go. But in hindsight, when you look back, you're like, oh, of course it was down that alley. You know, of course it was that way. Here, yeah. you could, I'm assuming, you could just wander off in a direction that's not related to it. They must have designed this in a way that you can kind of, I mean, I don't even know how you're going what to, the, what the narrative even is to set it up or even if there is one. Like how 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 are you going to tackle kind of going in a in a structured way to feel like you're moving forward, or is it just purely you're visiting places on you know you've looked at you've spotted something? Oh, I'll go over there. That looks interesting, and just thinking, well, the progress is me building my character. Up. The progress is me beating you know Stormgate Castle, and there'll be a reward at the end of it. I would assume there'll be something there for you. Is that is that how you're going to tackle it in in absence of a sort of 
you know, a, a direction and because it's so broad and sprawling. Yeah, I admit, when I first booted it up, I actually spoke to a friend who said exactly the same thing as well. Like, it is a bit overwhelming because you are just, you literally, the, the setup is exactly the same as all other things. You're like basically a Nothing. undead <laughs> yeah. person. Tarnished. Yeah, like a that's it. Oh, yeah, I think you are tarnished. I think that's what it's called. Mm. Yeah, but like hollow tarnished. It's that's always it. the same thing. And essentially, you're off to go and get the Elden Ring. And that's it. So you come out of like a right. crypt into the middle of the open world and really basically there's nothing. I think they do point you in the direction of that castle. Right. But you wouldn't want to be going there while you've leveled up. And I was a bit like, Christ, like, you know, because obviously everything can help you out. It's hard to know. You know, if you're in an area that you're underpowered for or you're just shit, you know, it is a bit like, you know, east from the starting point, you're in like a swamp, a massive dragon comes down, you're like, right, I shouldn't be here then. Then you've got that fella on a horse who you need to be like level 50 to be. He's not even that far away, is he? He's just outside the little bit you come out of. He's wandering around there patrolling. Mate, it was the first thing I saw. So I went over to him, I thought I'd have a little scurry with him. Obviously, because from the distance, I couldn't tell how big he was. And then a big elf bar come up and he murked me. Um, so there's him. Then somewhere else you go, there's like a giant troll, like a, yeah, like 60 foot troll jumps down off a bridge at you. And you're like, right. So I'm literally getting killed, like left, right, and center here. Don't, I don't, you know, obviously, no, doesn't tell you how to level things up, doesn't tell no. you how to get the horse, doesn't tell you anything. So basically, what I did is I just, Googled like a little uh, beginner's guide. Yes. And that was really good because it just, you know, it said, look, recommend you go here as you do this. And I was like, okay, this is good. And basically from that, I then found a couple of areas that I was like, felt fairly safe in. Mm. And all I would do is literally like taught myself all the combat again. You know, like the parries are really important in these games. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And then you set myself like little goals. And, and from then, that's basically, oh, I'll tell you a little story about it. It's really good. I thought, um, yeah, so every time I log on now, I just sort of think, oh, do you know what I do? I'm just going to, like, farm. Just going to, yeah. you know, I've got a couple of little farming spots already, so I just went there. Uh, you know, I think I'll get self-leveled up two or three levels, or then I heard there's a really good weapon, so I was like, I'm going to go and get that weapon. And then I had to get, like, put points into um, dexterity or something so I could wield it. So that was oh, my next okay. job. That's and quite then, nice. Then I was like, okay, I'm going to, they call it, like, the critical path. So, like, obviously, that's, like, the main story bit, I guess. Yeah. So then I was like, I'm going to head up to there. And basically, I wandered into the boss, um, like, the first proper boss, like, um, you've got to beat, I guess. And he absolutely blitzed me a couple of times. But I then just sort of went through, like, my, like, uh, inventory. I said, because I hadn't really looked. You know, I've been collecting all kinds of things. And basically, I realised you can, so, oh, yes, outside the boss's door, this is another thing that makes it a bit more um, helpful so, again, don't know if it's every boss, but, like, there was a little summon sign. So it was just, like, an NPC summon one. I know they have that on others, but I feel like they are, like, on all bosses here. So um, I summoned, like, my little wizard mate to come and help me. Does that cost, like, a resource um, doing that? Do you need a resource? No, no. Oh, okay. No, he's, just, yeah. he's just here. So he wasn't really doing much, but he was distracting. The That's what you enough. want, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That gives you a chance to breathe sort of thing. And then I realised what you also get is I'm not even... So I had three things. I looked, looked through my like, inventory and had these like dogs, essentially. I obviously collected them somewhere. I know how I got one, the important one. But basically, you can then summon them into the fight as well, and they'll attack the boss. Yes. So you're like, oh, okay, I'm not alone here. I've got some options. And basically, when I was, the second time I fought him, I sort of set my dogs on him. 
basically, as I died, I noticed it. His energy was still going down. And uh, I basically killed this, like, rabid dog down by a river. And I'd, like, got his soul. Yeah. And then so, basically, then that dog was poisoning, like, one bite's enough to poison him. Right. So, I then, I, I then basically went into the fight again, le- unleashed a dog on him, like, immediately. <laughs> Me and the wizard were then getting him, like, stuck <laughs> little into rat, him. Little rat once shots from distance. Died, <laughs> well, yeah, and once the wizard died, I just then basically avoided him and let the poison kill him. So, uh, I got through the boss that way. It, it, it's a bit of a cheese. But because I sort of figured it out myself, I was like, well, do you know what? I'm having that. Like, you know, I was pretty chuffed with myself getting through that. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of where I got on that first night and left it there. You know, it's that kind of satisfaction, you know. I'm just like, you can't, you've got to have a break between these games, I feel. Like, some people I know play for, like, one of my nephews literally just new games pluses them over and over and over. But I don't know how you're doing that. No. Um, for me, you know, I like having a year or two's break and then I'll get like pumped up for a new one. I'm like, right, I'm ready. Because you know, like, it's a brutal, these games, aren't they? You've got to be in the right mindset for them. Yeah. Um, but that sense of satisfaction about taking these bastards down is nothing beats it. That's, a, so good that's a great anecdote there. And that, that to me is describing one of the compelling reasons why people love these games is those those instances there where you were clearly under the cosh and you know you used the items that you'd collected and the, the yeah. you know things that you'd learned and overcame it you know and that's that's kind of where the the loop and the satisfaction comes from it can they can feel unfair at times absolutely but you said when you put that but you when you put that boss down you slept like an absolute child when you uh went to bed that night no worrying about him for the next day he's been he's been dealt with and vanquished the same night that's the exact sort of experience you want for her for a day one exactly and that's the thing i was quite happy because i just got to him and i was like oh do you know what at least i know where i'm going now like you know yeah. i was like just before i figured out how to beat him i was like oh you know what? I, I can come back here i'll go away level up and this will be my first sort of thing so yeah i was really chuffed to get get it done and then i just didn't so since then i've literally just been collecting weapons resources leveling myself up i literally just went in past him now that's where i'm in the castle which i think i guess there'll be another boss at the end of this but uh i don't actually even know if this is now i'm assuming this is where i'm meant to go next this this was just through the gate you know uh with him so i'm like i'm guessing this is now continuing the main path so after i finish this i'll probably jump back on see if i can get to the boss there tonight but that's that's where i'm at with it so is, have you done any what would be considered like smaller activities? So I'm hearing there's like random little, not not dungeons, but like maybe a cave or something, something like a bit smaller, a bit more. Like, have you have you bumped into any of that sort of, I don't even know if it is side content, maybe it's part of, maybe it is part of the critical path, maybe it gives you items, you know, it's there for, for that purpose. But have you seen any of these kind of smaller little activities that you can partake in? Um, yeah, and how are you finding those? That's what I mean. It is dense. You know, there is there's some, I've put so many caves and, mm. and it, oh, this is the thing. So you go in a cave, then there's like a staircase in there, leads down to like catacombs and stuff. Yeah. And you're just, it, that's not how I, that's, I was a bit overwhelmed by it all. Cause I was like, you know, went into like a little cave that then led into like under like some battlements for a castle or something. And I was like, am I meant to be in here? Is this now mm. part of the actual game? So I just felt like I stumbled on it. But yeah, I think it's just massive. So yeah, I've, I've cleared out a few like caves and encampments. 
um, like some ruins. Um, I met patches. You know, I don't know if you remember from Bloodborne. He's like a he was a spider in Bloodborne with a human head. Oh, little bald fella. He tricks you. I'm not. He's a little. Him, but... oh, no, but he's in every game basically. I found him in a cave and uh, done his classic thing basically. Try and nick his treasure and then <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you've come across this. So he does things. Does they just make it hard? So basically, I opened this thing and he teleported me off. God knows how far on the map. Yeah, really high area, and I was like, "Brilliant, cheers, patches." <laughs> um, so I had to get myself out of there. But even that's all right though, because you can basically fast travel from minute one anywhere that you've uh, been before. Like you, yeah, basically from a bonfire. You know, they've got a different name. I forget what they're called this time. Sites of Grace or something, can't they? That's to see, yeah. yeah. So yeah, anytime you activate one of them, that then instantly becomes your fast travel. As long as you're not actually engaged in combat, you can just use that whenever you want. So really handy. And then also, anytime you're at, like, uh, it's actually really kind in this like respect. Because I was worried about this. You know, sometimes getting to a boss is a nightmare. Then obviously you die. Yeah. Everything resets. And you gotta get yourself back there again. And I was wondering how they deal with that. But like, anytime you're at an area, well, so far, like where there's it's going to be difficult it basically just checkpoints you right there like even though there's no bonfire there you'll oh. actually start it'll be the option it'll be like um spawn at last um grace or at the, it's got a name i forget it and it'll be just literally right on the the game gets hard again so i'm like they're quite kind with that so can you if you so chose far. to go back to your last grace site could you, you, you don't have to manually get to that point again. You wouldn't be able to fast travel back to that little checkpoint yeah, yeah. part because it's not a site. It's just like a little, if you want to try immediately exactly. again and think you're going to be good at it, then you do it that way. So. That's exactly it. Yeah, you can't, they don't come like markers on your map. No. But yeah, you, you have to make your own way back there. But it's good to have that choice, I think. It works really well because there's no like frustration then really about having to backtrack too much, you know. So, yeah. It's good. So I, I've seen that there's a very light, and I don't even know it's a waypoint system, more of a suggestion of where to go in the form of like a bouncing light that you kind of, you can follow. And it's supposed to, I guess, direct you to points of interest, Not maybe not the critical path, but more so that if you're near something that will have a reward and a battle to be to be taken. It will take you there. Have you been following that at all or just kind of doing whatever you're looking at in, in the world and saying, I'm going to head there? And, and do you know what purpose that serves yet or are you kind of still figuring that out? Yeah, no, I've seen it. I think it's exactly as you say, though. Like a bit, It looks a bit like a thing in Shadow of the Colossus, like literally like a stream of light. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot about and that. Yeah, I think it's... Oh, yeah, I don't know how it like as in it was point, pointing towards the castle to begin with. Yeah. And then I feel like it, it then carries on. I don't know if that then gets you all the way through the game. That's all you, I don't feel like it would be that simple just to follow the light. No. From what I understand um, is if you were to go far enough but, sort of say east, away from the castle, it would well, then start pointing to something that's nearer to you in that area. That's that's my understanding of it. It's yeah, kind of like okay. a it's based on your proximity to certain, you know, bits and pieces. Yeah. But. Yeah, no, I've just been wandering around basically, but then, yeah, so far I've just been wandering around. And then when I sort of like, so, but sometimes I feel like I'm going to go explore, you know, just set off in a region, go see what I see. Then other times I think like, if I just want to level up, if that is my goal, rather than do that, because then obviously, you know, you don't want to be losing 10,000 souls you've just collected, no. getting 
some random character just come out of nowhere. And, and thank God, obviously, things literally, like this giant crow killed me once. I literally ripped me off my horse and just killed us. I, you know, obviously, he's in the air. I didn't know he was there. So I'd be livid. Um, if I'm just going to, like, farm and look for upgrades, I've found a couple of areas that are quite good just for doing that. Like, mm. So I'll be like, I'll just hang around here because I know it's safe. If I die, I know how to get my souls back and stuff. And it's actually quite good because, like, it's a human, like, uh, like enemies there seems to be like quite like uh, their stories vague so I don't know who they are mm. what they're, they're dressed in like classic medieval like yeah. armor stuff but basically they will fight the monsters that are around as well so I found okay. a spot where having like a, a fight amongst themselves like I can literally sit on top of the hill because he's like <laughs> they're almost like T-Rexes like seven of them and all the men are fighting them and if they die either side you collect the souls because nice. you're in the vicinity so you can literally sit there like pick off the men if they you know want the post yeah it's just it's a nice way to upgrade without it's... you know any danger really but obviously that scales so yeah. it takes longer and longer. so now i'm at a point where really i need some like harder enemies because yeah. uh otherwise i'll be sitting every day so need some fresh meat start getting getting yeah. more efficient at it anything because this is all pretty positive at the moment you know it's all sounding like you're, you're enjoying it is there anything that you're not maybe not disliking but you're not sure of or you know something that's not that you maybe not not sticking for you is what uh, is what you'd hoped um or is it all sort of got nothing really bad to not say so far no, at the moment it's really positive to be honest. I like I just it's just come at such a nice time. I haven't played anything for a little while, really, not a proper game. Mm. So I was like looking forward to it anyway. Then the reviews drops, and I was buzzing. And now I'm just you know it's like, it's it's great because it's all the things I like about Souls, all like you know uh, the familiar things. So I'm like okay, I know kind of where I am. But then put it in this open world setting, I'm like oh okay, now I really don't know anything again. Yeah. Like it's. I want to relearn everything, and like, I'm planning it like along with well, a few friends have got it as well. Instant thing, we're just you know I'm speaking to people I haven't spoken to on the phone for like probably since Demon Souls come out. You know, like we're ringing each other up and saying like, "Have you been here?" You're sending each other maps, like telling each other like areas of interest and stuff. And I'm like, you know, I'll probably message Jason Schreier later and be like, "Mate, check this cave out. Look, and your little log." Um, I just really like it. It's really exciting. Like, you know, when you're just thinking about the game, even by now, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what I'm going to do when I jump on. Mm. And, uh, uh, you know, like, it's not often, I feel like, when game, TV, show, but, you know, when they, all I want to do in my free time at the moment is play this game. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. It'll be interesting to see. So, no, no. Yeah, that's, that's good. I mean, I'll be interested to see how... I heard it's a big game. And, in fact, a lot of the reviews... Um, or many of the reviews, I should say. I don't know if it was the majority or not, but the ones I was looking at had openly said, we've not finished it. We've been playing for 80 hours and we're not done. And I was like, bloody hell. I mean, that's a mixture of length and difficulty, no doubt. Um, I think I remember you saying, like, you did Demon's Souls in 50 hours and your nephew did it in, like, 20. And he was like, yeah, that sort of shows that (laughs) you're struggling with it. But I'm wondering, you know, because that's a lot of time to spend in any game. Like how how does it how can it hold up for that long? Because I always, you know, particularly with Bloodborne, I was glad to see the back of it, not in a necessarily yeah. negative way, but you just kind of the reliefs there. And this feels yeah. like the finishing line's so far away that can it can it retain your sort of interest throughout? And um, 
we don't expect you to report back properly for many weeks, months even. I mean, it, 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 that's not even hyper. It could be because yeah, you know, it's it's the combination of size and and difficulty, as I said. So I'm really interested to see how if your opinion starts to change or you know, it's, it just gets better. You know, perhaps it just keeps going yeah. and going. You're like, yeah, just more. I'll play it all year if I have to. I'm, yeah, I'm fascinated by that. Because that's like I said, at the moment, it's... Honeymoon period. I guess, but it's also, it's what, I didn't know what to expect, but I guess it's what I expected. Yeah. Whereas I don't, I, I don't know if this would like, you know, still feel satisfying 80 hours plus down the line. Because that does sound... I mean, I read the same things that it's that sort of big. Basically, I'm wondering what I'm certain there's other surprises, other sort of like gameplay elements they yeah. haven't revealed themselves yet. I'm just really curious to know what they are because yeah. I would be like, oh, as, as good as it is at the moment, if that's the only loop, mm. I, yeah, maybe there would be some negative comments like, like, or you know, I get 40 hours in, I'm like seen enough like I, you know i've had my feel of it i don't know so i'm curious to know what else it's gonna sort of throw at me yeah but um i like i said i think realistically i've i've i'm so you know i've really done nothing as such so excellent um, yeah. well look we'll definitely get you back at some point in the future to see how it's going depending on how long it takes maybe we'll do a mid-game well we won't know if it's mid-game but a sort of in, in progress check-in and then get you back when you decide to put it down, whether that's at completion or whether that's at some point before completion. So we won't uh, labour the issue today, but I'll, I'll let you get back to to hitting some Elden Ring and roaring around as a as a undead tarnished. Um, just a quick couple of notes before we go here. Couple of uh, an FGL update which I missed earlier on in the podcast. Grid Legends has come out and that's scored a seventy six. That's in Salmon's Grand Prix team. Uh, he's now on 164 with two games, average 82. So a good start for the debutant. Um, if we compare that actually directly to you, Adcock, you've also got two games out. I mean, the audience don't need to to guess exactly how it's panned out. But you're on average of 70 and 140. So, you know, it's a good 24-point gap after two games he's opened up on you there. That's a rookie. What are we doing? Let's Let's not talk about this. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I've got, I've got I, I, I can't write the, I shouldn't be writing the year off in February, but I'm like, <laughs> next next year will be my year. Yeah. The proper acting, yeah. Let's hope so. And um, Pokemon, or Game Freak Nintendo, whoever, however you want to label it, they've announced that there's going to be another Pokemon game this year. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet as a, a trailer Sunday and an announcement. Um, we're going to get two Pokemon games in one year, and I have vocally um, shared my grievances with the, the technical side, funnily enough, of, of Pokemon, just fucking slapdash or, or, you know, haven't got the minerals to do it properly. One of those two. And it's no wonder when they've got another game. game same developer, same studio, Game Freak doing it again. And concerned is all I'm going to say. It's great for people that love Pokemon, but I was not expecting a follow-up or another game so soon. And this is going to be set in sort of modern times. Legends Arcus is kind of like a, a prequel to it all. It's, a, it's yeah, almost like an origin story. So this is like Sword and Shield. It's going to be that that kind of, you know, 
that kind of uh, setting. So it'd be interesting to see how that pans out. But I, I just can't believe it's coming in 2022. And then, I mean, is Zelda even going to... I mean, that sound. And where are they going to squeeze that in? Got Xenoblade as well. Is, is this going to be the same like engine, game engine, as like you know, same visual style as uh, Arceus? It, it looks like it, yeah. From the trailer, it, it did look like. It. I don't know if they've confirmed anything like that. I didn't get time to sort of read any of the, the press about it, but it looks like you could see the. I could see the, the Pokemon wandering around, looking exactly the same as they were in um, in Arceus. So it could be a bit of a hybrid, maybe. Um, so it could be a bit like Sword and Shield, but perhaps we've... That had a wild area, didn't it, from what I remember. I remember, you know, Adkins telling me about that, which was like a small version of Arceus, like a little, just one area. So yeah. maybe, maybe it'll be a bit more like that. Maybe they'll they'll do a bit of a hybrid of it. But... Oh, I don't know. I've never played a Pokemon game, but they do... This is... I guess, I know this is a big surprise, but, like, they do do, like, dual releases, don't yeah. they, often? You'll get two... Then you... You can pick scarlet or violet this time round, so red or purple. So that's your sort of yeah, so Is it going to be two? Oh, so this is going to. What I was trying to say, these two games are like the two. Uh, but actually, this game is going to be in two versions itself. So technically, there's three releases of a Pokemon in one year. You've got Legends Arcus and this. That is mental. I don't know what's going on logistically at Game Freak to allow Christ. them to, to, to put the effort in that's required. I don't know. If they pull it off, great. If they can release two Pokemon games in one year, then they're all excellent, good. But I already saw the seams coming away with Arceus is certain issues, so not exactly um, confident that they, those same issues won't rear their head for Scarlet and Violet. But more to come in the coming weeks, I guess, as we find out more about that. But some late breaking news for the podcast. All the advantage of doing it later in the weekend, but then means editing will take up more time than it needs to. Sort of, I lose sleep over it. So, and you delayed it by an hour and a half. That didn't help. That's sort of had to mess things up to fit you in. But as it was Elden Ring, I thought I'd make the exception. But there you go. That's that. Anyway, I'll get you get back to Elden Ring. I'm going to go and play Horizon. That's still played about thirty hours of that. Still loving that. Um, looking yeah. forward though to booking in. I think I'm going to book in Elden Ring at some point during the year. I don't know when. It feels stupid to go from Horizon direct into Elden Ring, like two big, I know they're different, but they're still yeah. meaty games. I should really wedge in a smaller game. What was that game that you played that was um, the Her Story developer? What's that called on Game Oh, Pass? yeah. Uh, well, Telling Lies. Telling game. Lies. I'll tell you what, we'll get you back, actually, at some point to do a quick sort of report on that even if it's just a plug on at the end of another podcast, because I do want to get your opinions on that, because we um, we discussed her story when that, that came out back in the day, and this is the same same team. So yeah. um, I will make a note of that, and we'll get that over to our wonderful audience who are watching and listening to the very end of every podcast, I hope. Well, actually, I can see in the analytics when people drop off, so you will be... Um, I can see you, those of you that are bailing out after three minutes. What are we doing? How can you get three minutes in and think, oh, I ain't doing that anymore? losers anyway nothing more for us to say we'll be back next monday with a, a mixture of news and, and game impressions support us on patreon.com forward slash dimp digital if you want to do that or on twitch.tv slash dimp digital nothing more for us to say here though other than thanks for your time and ta-da
This was a Dimp Digital production.